Hello, I'm Martin Mercer. And I'm James Mastriani. You've never heard of us. We're two Brits who grew up in North London and have had varying success in the film and television industry. In our ever-advancing age, we find ourselves on... The The Wrong Wrong Side side of of Hollywood. In our series of podcasts, we'll share our experiences of what it's like being a British bloke living and working... Or not. ...in the biz. We'll discuss everything from fish and chips to things that wind us up. So stay with us. It's all uphill from here. This podcast may contain strong language. If you're of a sensitive nature or easily offended, we invite you to, as they say in Blighty, jog on. Martin, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, James, even though the weather's absolutely miserable. Which is fantastic because we need it. Oh, we do. We do need some moisture. Um, It's always interesting how... You get all these photos appearing on social media. Oh, look, rain, you know, wet streets. It's like it's just some, you know, something amazing. It's just like everybody else has that experience. But in Los Angeles, it's so unusual. And actually a friend of mine, Jay, another James, I have two, actually I have more than two Jameses. (laughs) Um, But uh, the other James showed me a picture of his house. It was in a place called La Crescenta, I believe. And uh, it's not far away, it's about 22 minutes away, and it was snowing, absolutely snowing. And Sally wanted me to drive over there (laughs) and and take Lucas to play in the snow. But I I was like, no, I'm not driving. Did you see Bates' picture that he posted from his front yard of the Santa Susanna? I think it's Santa Susanna. Just covered in snow. Yeah, Uh, James Bates is a friend of ours. And they've been without electricity since Friday night. Yeah, absolutely dreadful. And that's the Department of Water Power. L-A-D-W-P. For yes, anybody who's and, wondering. And, indeed, and, and it all goes way back to Chinatown, doesn't it? <laughs> and there's a book called The City of Quartz, and it deals with how LA is just this absolute corrupt basin of sin. Basin we City. Love it. Sin City. Yes. So it's all a bit corrupt, and uh, we had the uh, Department of Power round here once, and they their job is to cut the trees near the power lines, mm. you see, because it's a bit dangerous. And they were looking, and they go, nah, nah, it's fine. And Sally goes, look, you know, it needs to be cut. He goes, well, how much are you going to pay us then? How Jesus much are you going to pay Christ. us? Absolute corrupt. Anyway, poor old James Bates and Karen dealing with the weather. Yeah, no, it's and, and no power and heat. That's awful. No. Yeah, absolutely it is pretty dreadful. And it, and it is cold. I mean, it's surprising. We've got this whole cold front coming down from Alaska. Yeah. But yeah, I've enjoyed the rain, but it's like... I'm at the well, you love now, the rain because you're English. We, we take pride in walking in the rain and laughing at Americans who don't have any raincoats. Everybody I see when I pick up Luke at school, they're all wearing cloth hoodies I, and I th- T-shirts. And I I'm like, ha, you- ha, 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 <laughs> you're unprepared. I think you're thinking of yourself. I'm half American, Martin. Yes. So anyway, it's miserable. And talking of misery, I thought, what better than to bring a miserable item for our tea, James? And what is it? Pray it's tell. An American attempt at scone. A uh, scone. But what it is... Where's from? Well, I'm going to slag it off, so I'm not sure if I'm going <laughs> to mention the place. But it's somewhere in Pasadena, mm. not far from the house that Michael Myers fell to his assumed death and then disappeared the from the balcony. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. So but they actually moved the house from the original street. Do you know? You yeah, know. That, I didn't right? know that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what they did because I remember going down the street, looking, "Where's the house? Where's the house?" And it was like, "No, it actually moved it. It's yeah. all painted nice, and they took the railings off the balcony." And it's a museum. Right, which I've yeah. never been in. No, I haven't either. No, apparently yeah. when you get to the top, they push you off the balcony. <laughs> mm. So, okay, so it's a, a place that shall not be named because we're yeah, going to Yeah, but the coffee's off. excellent and the oh, proprietor's okay. very nice. And I went in there and I said, oh, what's that looks like? A scone? He goes, yeah. 
said, is that cheese on top of that scone? He goes, yeah. I was like, hmm, you, you're really suspect. ruining Britain there. Well, you're no, really... they do have cheese scones. I've never had a cheese scone. I've never had one, but I have seen them. With melted... I'm talking, this looks like an ice cap on top here, mate. Look, I'm going to... Well, your bit's the worst bit, so I'll, I don't want to touch your bit. <laughs> you're giving me the worst one. <laughs> I'm giving you the top up. Let me, let me get a plate. Oh, you know what? I've actually made a right mess of this because it's overcooked, Jay. I'll put it in that bloody atomic toaster oven. The cheese is literally like plaster. But also, I did put butter on there. Okay. But it's gone. It's melted. Oh, you've got a choice of jams. I'm going to try it without. You're not going to have jam? Oh, well, I'm going to try it without. I know, yeah. You really aren't English. Right, I'm so... Not, not, but there's no... Are you going to pour? No, I haven't told you yet there, what else is in there. I was going to say, there's no clotted... Oh, is it? Oh, go on, try it. Oh, I haven't go. told All you right. what else is in there. I am going to uh, take a bite of this cheesy scone. Mind your teeth. <laughs> you haven't poured any tea either. How is it? Very crispy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm bacon. Yeah. Oh my god. Bacon in a scone. What is wrong with you, America? Unbelievable. I kind of like it. Oh, <laughs> Unreal. There's no hope. So yes. Um. Now because we were going to talk about the Oscars, and I thought, you know what? This represents the Oscars where they are today. An overbaked scone with cheese on top and bacon inside. I'm pouring your tea, James. Thank you very much. And uh, I just thought, yeah, this represents it perfectly in my humble. So I'm, I'm not I, talking because I'm still chewing the scone with a bacon. You're still masticating and there's no spoon. So, yeah, a bit disappointed with the Oscars as I've travelled through because as a kid, you know, it's absolutely wonderful seeing the Oscars, sitting in the UK, watching them, dreaming of working in the business and... You know, just it was very magical, I think, then. And I think it was a ceremony that was more of its time then than it is now. Cheers. Back then, cheers. Thank you. When we were living in England, I remember asking Mum back then to stay up late so I could watch the Oscars, and she would be like, yeah, and we'd always get Barry Norman, who was our film critic. Yeah. You pay your money, you eat your chalk ice. Oh, God. Anyway, so we'd stay up, and we'd, we'd watch it, and then he would, you know, in between the commercial breaks they'd have over here... Mm. He would go and interview the winners. And it was always really exciting because me wanting to get into special effects back then, I was like, oh, who's won the Oscar for best special effects? Mm. You know, was, And all the other stuff was just fluff, but it was still interesting to find out who's going to win. I think these days they've cut down on how long somebody can talk for, on their acceptance speech, and especially last year with the slap. Which... Oh, I'm not talking about that, mate. No, I know. No, I'm not talking about it because I decided not to in my head. Mm. Feel free, you know. But there's so much in that. Mm -hmm. What you're seeing is the end result. I thought you weren't going to talk about it. No, I'm just... <laughs> I'm, I'm piping some cream oh. around my opinion, <laughs> but I'm not going to go into the opinion. Right, OK. Um, what you're seeing there is the tip of the iceberg, as it were. Right. And I think it's so easy to look at something. It's like when you look at those TikTok video or something, or you remember the famous advert for the Independent, I think it was, where you see this skinhead running towards a bloke, and it's like, oh, he's running, and, yeah. and the bloke's got his briefcase, and it's like, oh, he's in for a mugging. Right. And then you cut to the other point of view, yeah. and you see he's walking under a yeah. pallet of bricks. Mm -hmm. Brilliant advert. Mm -hmm. And the skinhead is actually going to pull him out the way, basically. Yeah. And I think all these things are like that. So... 
you know, it's a bit, it's a bit tough. I mean, it was pretty shocking, I have to say. But anyway, moving swiftly on. Mm. Yeah. Good yeah, too. I was thinking you're masticating and your mouth's full of cement-like scone. Yeah, I totally understand. Um, the thing is with the Oscars as well, having touched an Oscar, I believe you touched an Oscar as well. And, and BAFTAs. Right. When I touched George's Oscar. I did too. Right. That's what I was thinking. When he, he when he wasn't looking. You, oh, you did? <laughs> no, no, he asked. Oh. I you remember him. he hid them under the couch. George Gibbs, special effects supervisor, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. And Brazil. Brazil. Those were the ones he got the Oscars for, was, yeah. was uh, Temple of Doom and Brazil. Right. And the right. BAFTAs as well. Yeah. And, and so he, you know, he used to go around to his house on a Saturday or Sunday and, and there they were. And, and, and George said always something funny to me. And again, this is talking about our relationship with America as English gentlemen, is that he would go, Mark, I'd be walking down a corridor at Universal. You know, he'd be doing something, having a meeting. And he'd go, people go, oh, there's Georgie Gibbs. There's Georgie Gibbs. He goes, Britain. Nobody knew who I was. Right. I, I, there was nothing, no recognition. And and I think that's probably changed in the UK now, but it really brought it home to me that back then, and again, going back to the Oscar ceremony, this whole celebration of movie making and filmmaking, and it was just such this untouchable craft yeah. back then. I mean, I was probably looking at it through it. Fucking well, I mean, rose it, it was very difficult blended. for us to get into the industry entirely. You really had to start at the bottom and work your way up. And you had a taste of that in the UK Mm. And that set you on this trajectory. Whereas I basically did a lot of, you know, helping friends out on their productions and occasionally going in on something. But, but, but there, if I may interject, you had that moment when you were on a production and somebody said something to you. Oh, what yeah. was it? Well, so, this, is, this is not a shame thing. It's just something I was so annoyed about yeah, when well, I, I mean, heard. Uh, we don't want to bring you back on the next one because you were too eager I thought it was too enthusiastic. Oh, yeah, that's right. Too enthusiastic. Hmm. Yeah, don't want to bring you in on the next one because you're too enthusiastic. It obviously hurt me more because I can remember it. You forgot it. I mean, that was the mentality back then. Where I kind of started out was an old school friend of ours, and he brought me on a couple of projects, and they were commercials. Right. I mean, I was a nobody. I was just helping him out on a project. Still are. Yeah. And... uh, (laughs) Rub it in, why don't you? Definitely. You know, he said, oh, how am I going to do this effect? I think we had to create a dribble coming out of a can. Hmm. Like somebody drinking something and then a drop of it drips off his chin. And I said, why don't you just poke a hole in it? Right. And it would just dribble out down your shirt and into your lap. Right. And I remembered that and I said, why don't we do that? And he goes, let's try it. And we tried it and sure enough, it worked. It works. And you're too enthusiastic and we'll never use you again. Exactly. (laughs) Next. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's just a joke, isn't it? Yeah. Now, that was a famous director, wasn't it, James? Come yeah, on, no, you're being no, very no, shy. No, the, the, no, I want that, names named. That director... No, you have to be careful. That director you? was not the one that said uh, I was too okay. enthusiastic. That was no. somebody... And that was, a, that was a... What are they called? Industrial videos. Mm. Um, but no. no, the director of this thing was... Um, oh, my God, my mind. Oh, come on. Oh. Draw it up. Pull the, use the wand and draw it from your mind. <laughs> I summon you, my yes. thoughts. It's Professor Slughorn here. I, I can't remember the rich. I refuse. I can't remember. All right. Come uh, on, three, two, one. And it was who, James? I can't remember. Okay. I've never heard of him. No, no. It was Alan Smithy, James. Alan Smithy. That's yes. exactly who it was. But it, it is fascinating, and I do think that attitude seems to have gone... From, pardon me, scone talking, from Britain (laughs) these days. I mean, they've got so many training things, and I don't think you would get that now. It's much more enthusiastic. It's such a business now, the movie-making industry in the UK, compared to when we were, you remember, Save Our Studios. Yeah, when it all got sold to Tesco's. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. In fact, talking to George Gibbs, half the, his workshops became Tesco's yeah. car park. Well, I mean, I remember going along to that protest. Um, oh, right. And I was, I, was in, I, was, I was in the back. I mean, I was there with a few other people. I, I, <laughs> I didn't go to the front. No, well, you know, it was packed. There was yeah. a lot of people there and they were all saying, yeah, we should save it. And I think, if I recall correctly, it was Brian Henson was heading up the lead on that whole movement. Right. Because obviously the Muppets were all filmed there. and I, I, Muppet I, I, movies. Yeah. Not, I, not the Muppet show. That was down no, the street. No, ATV yeah, L Street. Yeah. as it was then but uh, yeah so they uh, sold all that stuff off save our studios I saw a photo of myself recently it had Star Wars first 10 years and then it has SOS on the back because you know all <laughs> yeah. those movies were made at Elstree Studios yeah and funny enough Elstree Studios has the George Lucas stage there yes. now and yes. that's where the Big Brother house is yeah, yeah. so that's yeah, I think uh, on Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, they had the end sequence and uh, the whole movie was shot there, basically, you know, apart from location yeah. work. The cave was collapsing and yeah. that was all huge steel tubular sections yeah. on yeah. the hydraulic rigs. Yeah. And then the plasters came in and they covered it all with their fake rock stuff. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. And then the rocks would all shift and there was this platform and it would all move. And I think that was in the Star Wars stage yeah, because that was all done before they and sold it, it And off. that was yeah. the biggest stage there was because if you remember the 007 stage had yeah. burned down and then the Star Wars stage six, as it was known then, yeah. was the largest stage in, in Great Britain yeah. until they rebuilt the 007 stage and made it even bigger. Yeah. It's and so funny. Keep burning it down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit sad. But um, yeah, so... Yeah, so it's kind of, you know, and all that memory brings up the Oscars. And I did my research. Mm. I didn't look at anything, basically. Oh, I yes, just thought did. I'm going to come in naked, as it were, Ooh. and just and just see if I can just riff through the Oscars. Well, and that was the thing. I mean, I've only seen one of the Oscar contenders, mm. and that was Everything Everywhere All at Once, yes, which yes. was actually a lot of fun. But there was a lot to unpack in that whole movie. I, Ooh, I, that's a very... I know. Oh, James, that's a reach out and touch me. <laughs> faith. It's reach out and touch <laughs> faith. Oh, right. Reach out. Anyway. That's unpack. Oh, but I get your drift. But, I think no, we get your was, drift. There was so much going on and so yeah. many timelines and stuff. And it was very cleverly done. And I, I did enjoy it. Right. But at the end of it, I was left with... And? Right. Bit then mixed what? up. Yeah. Right. And everybody was fantastic, by the way. Right. Uh, it was the talking rocks that confused you. I tell you, it was... <laughs> 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 but I mean, I actually laughed at that. I thought that right. was really funny. And you know why I love the talking rocks? They had fucking subtitles. Yes. And me, being a bit Mutton Jeff, I was like, oh. Okay, it's the only film, the part of the film, that I could actually understand because of the subtitles. Right. But um, it's interesting because there's a little story there as it happens. Uh, Kihei Kwan? Kihei Wan? Short round. Yeah, him. Now, George very kindly took me and his lovely son James to see the filming of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yes. And for the rail track sequence, mm -hmm. so obviously the wide shots, they're beautiful models done by ILM. Yeah. But any of the close work medium shots, they built the cave. Yeah. I can't remember which stage. It was basically it was. a roller coaster inside the cave. Well, I mean, it was, it was like a, a very low roller coaster. It, it, it was literally like a circular yeah. shape, but squashed what's yes. that like an egg shape or something anyway oval. something like oval oval that's there the word go. yeah and um sour 
Hey, sour. sour. A sour oval shape. Yeah. George built all that, and uh, Elliot Scott production design did this beautiful cave set and stuff. And it was Short Round's birthday, and I can still see the cake. It was like a green cake, a football field on top, I think. And they came around and said, oh, it's key uh, Short Round's birthday. Right. Would you like a piece? And I was so shy. I was like, no. But then we actually said hello to him. Right. Well, my better half, uh, she went to his school, yes. and she was in his class and sat behind oh. him and she was like, oh, where's he gone? He's gone for so long. And he, of course, he'd gone to England to shoot this film. And so my future wife sat behind Kihei on short round <laughs> and I shook his hand. It was like Key was the separation between me and my yeah. wife-to-be. Do Your you know fir- what I mean? It was yeah. so bizarre, that, right? That is a bizarre sort of situation, yeah. isn't it? And he's a lovely chap, but he's gone through the grist mill. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day, and you just listen to his story. I was like, yes, this is it. This is fantastic. Because, yeah. okay, you know, he was in Indiana Jones at 12. He was Goonies. Goonies. So yeah. it's not, you know, it's not such a tragic story. But the thing is, is the way he didn't think he'd ever act again. Right. Did he know? go into stunts? I think he was doing a bit of second unit. I think he was doing a bit of ADing. Mm. I think a lot of ADing behind the camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I thought below he, the line. I thought I heard a rumour that he was doing stunts for a and not while. Doing, no, I don't it think got, he was actually doing stunts. No? No, I don't think so. Hmm. But the thing is, is he was below the line. Right. So yeah. having been above the line, yes. <laughs> he was now below the line. So naturally he was like, ah! And, you know, 30 years later, he's now yes. finally above the line again. Yeah. And it's a lovely story. I really hope he wins. That is a Tinseltown lovely story. Yeah. I mean, it's very sugary and lovely, isn't it? It is. And uh, best of luck to him for that. That's... Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to come over and say hi to Sal. And you say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you bastard on that podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> There's no chance ever going to be anywhere near that ceremony, James. Because that's the funny thing here, is a few of my friends have mm. won them. Yes. Some makeup effects guys. Yep. Now, I'm not going to mention them because they probably don't want to be associated with me or this podcast at all. But <laughs> both those guys who've won those, I am just genuinely, it's lovely. It's it stoked for them. Yeah. Fucking, they come from nothing. Yeah. They got into makeup effects back in the late 80s and 90s. And these guys just worked fucking hard and they've made it. And to see them up there is absolutely amazing. And I love that. No, and, so, that, and that's great. It's always good when you recognise people who are being recognised by the Academy. You know. Yeah, and of course there's a bit of me. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. if only I'd stayed in makeup effects, maybe I could be up there. Maybe I could, because there's no chance they're in fucking storyboards. And I was like, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe, but then I kind of think, no, you know what? I look at those guys and I remember working. I've got a very clear memory of those days because they're my life. Yeah. And I remember, no, you know what? So-and-so won that Oscar. He really worked hard. Mm. I worked hard, but I didn't become the professional mm. that that guy does. I think I have been in my art career touching the cloth of professionalism <laughs> but i think that these guys you're like yeah i wouldn't have done that so and that's fine I but just, it's just interesting yeah it is and did you see all quiet on the western front i did did you hear about the debacle with the baftas no the woman that wrote that mm. She wanted to get into films from a very early age, and she had actually been very athletic as a youngster. And she came to the United States. She scored the rights to the original 
yeah. story of All Quiet and the Rest of the Print. And had a certain window of time to sell this script and what have you. Mm. I think the renewal for the rights came up again. She needed $10,000 or something to renew the rights. Oh. Mm. And so she thought, well, I can go for this triathlon. She breaks her shoulder the day before, struggles through it. She gets the money. Studio gets behind it makes the film, she goes up to get her BAFTA, yeah. and the BBC cut her speech. I thought you were going to say she fell over and broke her other arm. <laughs> <laughs> they cut her speech. Oh, God. That's a great story. So, so, so I hope she wins Best Writer. No. Because, of course, all quiet on the Western Front means that there's no message from the Western Front. It's all quiet. Yeah. And in the film, it doesn't really come across. But wait, isn't this told from the German side point of view rather yeah, yeah. than the yeah. original, which is from no. the Allied no, 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 no. The original, it? No, it's wrong? a German. It's German. Ah, I was wrong then. Yeah, you were. Ah. Correct yourself. I will, I will. It's practice your German time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, no, it's a German book. Is it Sebastian Junger or Yo, who wrote Storm of Steel? Which I think would make an amazing movie. Because again, it's World War One, the mechanised war, the trench warfare, and this deals with it. But it's really with the soldier and, the, and just the shelling. Yeah. The idea that this is the first time as a soldier you can literally see the shells. Yeah. They're, because they're not like now where you can't see them. Right. And you see these fucking things falling like a storm of steel, you wow. see. Okay. There's a great book, Sebastian Jaeger, something like that, I'm sure will be corrected at the end. We will find um, out. Did you enjoy that? I... What, the uh, movie? Yeah. I didn't see it. You haven't seen it? No, I'm going to have to watch it. Oh, mate. Because this is obviously pre-Oscars. fluff again. And then, that, that actually, Quantumania didn't, didn't make the cut. No. But uh, something else did, which I can't remember. Mm. Some film. Um, oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Some film that shouldn't have made did better. <laughs> I, yeah, we should have done our research for this one. No, no, it's no, it's good because we're. This is what it's like being on the other side of Hollywood. You don't, you know, I'm not following it every day because why? But, because but even though it, it, it's two miles away, I don't give a monkey's. Yeah, but hold on a second. You get screeners. Uh, I do get screeners, and talking to the screeners. There's one called The Nanny, which was a horror film. Mm. Well, I'd say, horror film is... I love horror movies, obviously. I live for horror film. And this is a horror film, but it's really beautifully made and directed. Mm. The way they shoot the actors, absolutely astonishing. Do you called know what The it, Nanny. Do you, do you know what it's up for? Uh, oh, no, I don't think it's nominated. <laughs> So they sent you a screener? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, because these are the films they want to be nominated. Right, okay. And unfortunately, I haven't even seen Elvis, which one of my friends did the makeup for. Oh, cool. And I haven't even seen that, but apparently that's meant to be pretty good. But Elvis, I met Elvis once in my first marriage because he married us in Las Vegas. Oh, that but, Elvis. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but were you ever in I, I, I remember the first 45 I ever bought was Way Down by Elvis Presley. In the ghetto. No, no, no. It's oh. way down, 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 down. Anyway, it goes oh. on like that. It's, br it's a brilliant track. Yeah. But it was like one of his last pop songs. Oh. It's 79 pence at Our Price Records. Our folks. Price Records. Yes. I can still see that logo. Yeah. A black licorice kind of record yeah. on red, right? Yeah. Our Price Records. Yeah, and that was right next door to McDonald's. Right. On High Street. What was the place where you could get the veggie burger? Uh, that would have been Wimpy. Wimpy. Now, Wimpy is a British greasy hamburger, spoon. greasy spoon, um, famous, I think, for doing the sausage, where they would cut the sausages up into slice and then make it into a wagon wheel. Talking about Americans ruining culinary culture, well, us Brits are very good at doing it too. There's nobody else in the world that would take a sausage, 
slice it so you could bend it round and make a fucking wheel and then put an egg in the middle, or worse, oh. a tomato fried. Um, oh. And that was wimpy, but they did do very good veggie burgers back in the 80s when being I, a... I a never liked wimpy, No, ever. No, no, no. You were a McDonald's I, fan, weren't you? I was, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, James, is... This but that's is when I, they were good. Well, now, talking about your <laughs> ageing process, because... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, unfortunately, you have a few ailments, bless you, and I'm concerned. But I, I've been thinking about it, and I think, you know he what? It was, his, it was his diet <laughs> of McDonald's and Coke as a kid. You just non-stop McDonald's and Coke. That's not true. It you make is. yourself like and, and I think it's, pounds. I think you're paying a price, mate. <laughs> 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 I do. I do. I know it's got nothing to do with the Oscars, but I do. <laughs> So I'm not really seeing the movies and I will watch it, I think, because Sal likes to watch it, you see, and I'm dragged in. But it's lost, yes, its, it's, lost touch. its sparkle. Yeah. But the, what the remedy for it is, I have no idea. But I tell you what, it's not working. No. And the thing is, I mean, since that Golden yeah. Globe debacle. What happened there? You can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Something no, went wrong, but he no, can't it remember. Was like the, the, yeah, I can't remember. They got, there was a big debacle a couple of years back where Golden Globes were... Oh, didn't they miss an out? Oh, no, that was the Oscars when they no, missed an ounce, No, but they? Golden Globes did something where they... Oh, fuck, I, see, I should have been prepared. Yeah. I'm not prepared. Sorry, everyone, I'm unprepared. I don't apologise. It's part I, of the fun. Yeah, but... You're just but, wading in deep and just hoping you don't get eaten by a crocodile. I, I'm, I'm being eaten alive <laughs> being, right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a... Uh, what's his name? Uh, in Jaws. Mm. Uh, Quint. Quint, yes. You're kicking at the... Your heels are kicking the mouth of the shark. Yeah, and uh, I'm coughing you're, up you're blood. Gonna, you're being devoured. Oh. What a great scene that was. Oh, yes. So real looking. Yeah. And the blood back then looked really good. But anyway... Uh, yeah, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I hope yeah. my mate wins. That's my main thing. If he wins, I'd watch it to see him go up there, and that would be cool. Yeah. So it be interesting to see what does get best makeup effects. Oh, the chap who was in the first Mummy, which was awesome. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, and so he, I can remember that. Now, I haven't seen this film, The Whale. <laughs> right. I've not seen it, but the prosthetic effects by Adrian Moreau, I believe, he's a French-Canadian, and he created his makeup and his suit. Astounding. Really? Astounding. I, I think he's up in the running for it, but just brilliant. I really have to see that film anyway. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I worked on The Mummy 3. Yeah. And he was in that, but I didn't really have much to do with him because right. I was in the bunker, drawing, <laughs> sat next to Rob Cohen, ah, yes. who was the director. Yeah. Um, but I did work with Stephen Summer as well, who directed the first Mummy. Yeah, first it, two. Yes, yeah, yeah. and the, the first one I love. I yeah. think the first one is literally the Indiana Jones of that time yeah. period. It really is. Yeah. Um, but I worked with him on GI Joe, and he wasn't... was a second unit director, wasn't he? Or... No, he directed no, GI no, no, Joe. No, I know, but before that, oh, wasn't I, he probably, a second unit director? Probably. Which is, which is if up. he was, I could believe it. Yeah. But actually, the transition from second unit to overall directing, it's not as easy as a no. lot of second unit directors I've seen and met who've tried the transition yeah. and it's just like they kind of scuttle back to, I, which I think is great. Second unit directing is a skill mm -hmm. and I think it's more fun. Correct me if I'm wrong, isn't second unit the one that does all the fights and blowings up and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, and you'd think, of course, as a first unit director, you'd be like, oh, hold on, sunshine, yeah. <laughs> I want a bit of that. <laughs> what are you doing? They're too busy uh, shooting a movie. Yeah, but um, it's basically what you would call insert shots, which yeah. when we do storyboarding, so you have to come up with the stuff, seatbelts clicking, wheels turning, smoke off wheels. Yeah. And, and now, 
especially with the Marvel movies, I've got quite a few friends that board those Marvel movies. And there's a friend of mine, Tony, who's an absolutely fantastic artist. And uh, he actually has his own video of uh, what story board artist do. It's called The Board Lords. Mm. Um, he has that on YouTube. It's really cool. If I'll you want to know what to happens to board artists and what we do, that's a great thing. If you're considering a career... <laughs> don't anyway um but it's a great youtube and he does all that stuff and there's bus crashes and all the characters the marvel right. characters have to do all this stuff and that all has to be pieced together because he did eternals didn't he didn't i believe he? so and, yeah um, and then there's darren dellinger who is a master animatics and so all that second unit stuff those guys are absolutely like gold to the second unit directors yeah. because you're going to put all this stuff together and when you get on set, they already know what they have to do. You have to make the hood of the car crumple as a certain character yeah. hits it and so on and so forth. Yeah. So I think it's very exciting. I think second unit directing is great, but of course there's the kudos of directing a movie. Yeah. But I think directing a movie these days, going back to the Oscars, is not what it was. Right. I think these days the director's... Unless you're a Denis... Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Yeah. Denis Villeneuve. Yes. Now, he's a star director, and he's managed to carve his own right. sort of visual look and career. Yeah. You know, like the, the great Ridley Scott, mm -hmm. Spielberg, and there's some others, but uh, my memory fails me terribly. But Welcome to my world. Yes, but very few of these guys manage to... You know, James Wan is another yeah. one who I've been lucky enough to work with. They carve their own visual style and they carve their careers. But a lot of directors, you're not in that position. Yep. You're basically a Muppet. I hate to say that. And that's no disrespect. So but the you, Muppets with a capital M. Yeah, especially in a studio picture. And I think the Oscars of old, the individual directors creating individual movies that mm. we're still talking about 40 years right, later. Right. We're not going to be talking about, I'm sorry, the films today, we're not going to be talking about in 40 years' time. Yeah. yeah. I think some of them we will be, but not, well, like, not to the... Name them. <laughs> My memory's left the room, mate. Yeah. I can't remember shit. I don't yeah. even remember what I did this morning. Oh, God. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Welcome to my world. Uh, that's a grim um, world. I just realised I did see the Banshees of Inishirin. Oh, so did I. Which is fantastic. Yes. I really yes. like that movie. Yes. Um, and and The Fablemans, of course. And I think oh, that's I didn't up see for that. But you see, I like it. gooey, isn't it? But I like that in the Spielberg story. goo. Yeah, but it's a personal piece for right. Spielberg. And knowing a lot of his background from all the books I've mm. read and interviews I've seen. Yeah, I've heard about him doing the war epic that he made with all of his buddies and faking it explosions by having dirt on a plank and stepping yeah. up and it flying up but actually seeing it reenacted in the movie mm. that yes it's his movie of his life oh it was fascinating i love that right i think it was just a lovely movie i think i might actually buy that and add that to my collection well you can have the disc because i've got it as a screener which i've yet to see but the thing is when i think of spielberg i think of when i had my hand careful up a lizard careful oh okay puppets backside which i'd made and i was grasping mr spielberg's foot mm. uh, this was on indiana jones and the last crusade yes now it's for the end sequence and originally the grail falls into that crevice right. indy's reaching for it okay and something was meant to come out we find there was going to be a spider 
but I didn't want to do a spider, it was too much. And then it was going to be a monitor lizard. Mm. So a monitor lizard is actually very ferocious and quite large. And they, can, they have a poisonous bite, don't they? Um, something like that, yeah. yeah. And there was a gentleman called Mike Cullen, who's the animal expert who go into movies in the UK, and he provided a monitor lizard. So we brought this along and I looked at it from a distance. And anyway, so I sculpted this various puppets, actually a mechanical big mm. one that was six foot long, believe it wow. or not. And we never finished. And then the glove puppet one, and I went up and George introduced me to Spielberg. I think he said hello. It, it wasn't very memorable, to be honest. I was just mm. a, a nobody. <laughs> funny enough, at 18. You're talking about and, oh, yeah, you being a nobody, not Spielberg. No, I wouldn't say that about him. No, I know. Uh, he's a hero and everything. But he goes, OK, yeah, grab my foot. Okay, and he kind of framed his fingers, right? And I had to kind of wrestle Spielberg's brogue shoes oh, with geez. his fucking lizard puppet on <laughs> as I was on my knees. I'm like, that'd be quite an interesting photo. Um, so yeah, and, and he was kind of framing it up and goes, okay, okay, great, thanks. And of course, needless to say, that was the end of that. <laughs> that was never used. So of course, I have that. I like yourself, that love of Spielberg. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, there's never going to be another guy like him. No. But I think I have to be in a mood to see that film. Maybe a rainy day, yeah. you know, that kind of nostalgia. Tomorrow yeah. then, because yeah. it'll be pissing down. Right, is it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Talking about the rain, eh? Oh, yeah. what a disaster. It's been it's been a couple of days. Yeah. But And the Banshees of Isherin. In Isherin. What is it? The Banshees of Inishirin. Right, which is a made-up island, right? Yeah. It's not real. No. But I don't know where they... Actually, think... no, no, it's not about an island. It's no. about the song. Israel. Yeah, but the, the place they're in is not, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not in... It's yeah. in Ireland. They shot it yes. in Ireland. Yes, they did. But it's an imaginary place. But I love the fact they built that whole pub. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant. It's all art directed. Yeah. It's not... Uh, sorry to say, I know it's a different film from In Bruges. It is. No, I know. But but I do love the two actors. Yeah. I mean, they are. Well, I think every... he's wearing prosthetics as well, isn't he, Colin uh, Farrell? No, he's not. Isn't he? No one's wearing prosthetics. No, he looks no. different in there. Got some makeup. The interesting going on thing it. with Colin Farrell, mm. he was. Uh, oh, come interesting, on! Interesting story. Yeah. So we'd been invited to Elizabeth Taylor's memorial at Warner Brothers. Hold on a minute. Let me just let that sink in. My friend, you know Elizabeth Taylor quite well, well I, don't you? I, no, no, no. It was Guy and Celia who knew Elizabeth very well. Right. My you, brother and my sister. But you went round to dinner there, right? Yeah, well, actually, yeah. But... You saw her jewels, pardon the expression. <laughs> yes, but that was at a museum. So anyway, it was Elizabeth's memorial service that had been right. held at Warner Brothers. And we we're on the way in with a load of cars. Guy, Monty, and I are in my crappy old beat-up red Ford Focus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there are all these limos and sports cars yeah. lining up, and we have to show our invite. And I can't remember the exact wording, but it was like, we have Joan Collins, we have Cindy Crawford, and we're just waiting on Sophia Loren. And Guy, Monty, and I look at each other, and we're like... Oh, my God. Yeah. Legends. So anyway, yeah. So anyway, we go in and we sit down in the theatre and all this kind of stuff. And Colin Farrell is doing the speech and introducing clips mm. and things like that. The host. And Yeah, he was the host. Mm. And he did, a, I thought, a, a really nice job. And at the end of it, I went up to him and said, hey, I just want to thank you so much. He goes, yeah, yeah, man, whatever. And he turned the away. I said, I'm sorry, I'm Richard Burton's great nephew. And he goes, oh, hey, man, uh, yeah, thank you so much. And then he turned away. And I was like, really? Yeah. He really? thought you were a nobody, mate. Yeah, exactly. And he's right. I was. But I was actually giving a genuine compliment. Yeah. And, and the I was, switch, the change. And, and, I was just, and the thing that bothers me is I love his acting. Oh, yeah. I love his characterizations. Yeah. He's so good. But yeah. I'm just like, yeah. really? He stung you. And I don't blame you, mate. 
So if uh, you're listening to this, oh, Colin, ouch, steady. Get the scissors ready for this bit. I love your acting, but, you know, yeah, come bit, on, man. Well, you know, this is the thing. You've got to remember that with acting. It is an act. You know, think about somebody, they do bare their soul, especially when you see the way stuff's shot now. Yeah. Cameras are, like, right up their face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I always yeah. think that. I'm thinking, I was watching this amazing thing called yeah. Made. It's an absolutely fantastic Netflix show okay. uh, based on the true story of an abused woman. And it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember the lead actress's name, but that camera is right in her face and so i can't imagine doing that well that's and why you, they're actors they're professionals well no no i believe no don't worry i'm not yeah. polishing their no, knobs no, about no. this but i'm just saying that it is you know you're not gonna get what's behind there right who is that person we all wear masks yeah. even myself and that's what you do yeah. some of them yeah there you go never meet your heroes mate that's true that's, that's what they true. say well what's the time it's time we are we touching <laughs> not personally no uh but yeah we should wrap that one up i say thank you yeah stay dry yeah and uh do me a favor don't bring any more of those scones. Yeah, well didn't you i know the bloody drift i'm actually feeling quite dodgy in the lower regions <laughs> you said you had something from porto's i did but we'll save that for next time okay a bit of uh coffee crumb cake Coffee crumb cake. Yes. That's not really a Latin dish, is it? But it comes from a bakery, a Portuguese bakery, would you call Porto's? I don't know. No, 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 that's her last name, it's Porto. Oh, that's her last name? Yeah. But but it's a but the culture I don't know if it no, it's not It's like Greg's. Well we know, you know, that's a British bakery, isn't it? You get your jam donut from there. So Porto's <laughs> what are you, you're gonna get you've got empinadas there. So I'm, there must be a South American connection, right? I probably. We'll, we'll see you next time. You're buying. <laughs> Cheers, mate. See you next week. Oh, that fucking scone, mate. Before we go, we bring you our... Fuck chat! Fuck chat! Fuck chat! Fact check segment. Here with the benefit of hindsight... And editing. We can own up to our mistakes. <laughs> Well, Martin, it wasn't the Independent with the skinhead point of view campaign. It was the Guardian newspaper. Ah. I could see where you would get mixed up, though, because it would seem like the Independent would do something. Yeah. Independent yeah. point of view. But anyway. Thank you, Prof. Oh, that's... That's you. You're Prof. I'm yeah. Hoff. Well, more embarrassingly for you, dear James, the director that you failed to recall the name of mm. was your... Good family friend, Mr. Jonathan Glazer. Yes. Who has done two of my favourite films. Sexy Beast. Yes, and Under the Skin. Yeah. I love that! Not to mention that fantastic... I mean, he did lots of stuff, but not to mention that fantastic Jamiroquai video, Virtual Insanity. Oh, yeah, with the set on with rollers. With the set on rollers, yeah. just moving around. Brilliant. No, it's very clever. Even though he bullied me in my primary school, very clever. <laughs> and Martin. Yes. Key... Hui Quan in Cantonese. Guan Gai Wai. Thank you, James. Thanks, Sally. Um, he did become a stunt coordinator and a first AD in 1998 after finding it difficult to find acting work in the US. Oh, okay, well, I, I hope he wins his well deserved Oscar. Awesome. And Mr. Round, we apologise. Mr. Round. <laughs> <laughs>
Now, James, yes. All Quiet on the Western Front, yes. the 2022 production on Netflix, the screenwriter's name, Leslie Patterson, was a Scottish-born athlete and a filmmaker. And she still got dissed by the BBC, and hopefully if they're up for it for the Oscars, she'll get to say her piece. I hope so. Incredible yeah. journey. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and Martin, Storm of Steel was not written by Sebastian Younger. It was Ernst Younger. Ah. He was the elder of the Youngers. Oh, right. No, I don't know. I was just making that bit up. Oh. Okay. But it well, wasn't. This is a fact check. It's it, got to be. But it was Ernst Younger. Right, okay. Thank you. Right, well, um, James, yes, my dear fellow, mm. the Golden Globes debacle you were trying to recall was because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association's questionable practices based on corruption and lack of diversity. Yes, and, and again, uh, ginkgo brain, everything just went out in the moment. As it does As it with does. your lower regions too. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, uh, Porto's Bakery is not a Portuguese restaurant. I should know. I should have known this straight hmm. off the top. It's a Cuban bakery oh. that was founded by Rosa and her husband Raúl Senior, who set up their first bakery in Echo Park after coming from Cuba. Right. Uh, and now they have six locations in and around Los Angeles, with a seventh due to open in downtown Disney in Anaheim. Well, the, you can afford all the bakeries apart from the one in Disneyland because their prices are skyrocketing. And you have to pay to park there. Yeah, but the bakery <laughs> is fabulous. It I is. do love their empinadas. Yes, and you I do like those. a certain cake in a certain... Yeah, never mind. We won't go into that. No, but the empinadas do remind me of little mini Cornish pasties. It's so interesting yeah. how cultures... They're very the, good. The cross-cultural yeah. bakery jobby. Bye, it's James. It's all good. See you later. Cheers. Cheers.